All right. All right. Excuse my mouth. I just finished eating. It was a good meal. Uh, welcome back to Luna Solis Podcast. Uh, we are on episode 26, as I've been told. Um, and I've been blessed again to do the intro. So you know what time it is. We're going to get into it. Uh, we got good old Amanda. We got little OG Say Ra Ra. And we had a new face up here, uh, Miss Nico BG on the screen. And we're going um, to have some fun tonight. We're missing a couple people, but uh, life is life, you know. You know, life goes on. They'll watch this and then hate that they missed it because it's going to be lovely. It's me and three women. What can go wrong? Um. Anyway, um, uh, do, I need to, do, I need to, do I need to let them know what we're talking about first or you want to get into astrology? Well, let me go ahead and talk about Nico. So Nico is actually a friend of mine. We've known each other for like, I guess, 23 years. 23 years. We're talking about it. So we originally met on the Nelly.net message board. So if that don't age us. <laughs> but look at us. Do we look like we're that age? No, not at all. Okay. So, um, yeah, we've been knowing each other for a long time. Um, and so I brought her on the show today to not only talk, talk about our main topic, but also she is... Um, very good, well-versed with astrology, and I wanted to bring in her expertise. Um, and uh, she also happens to have her own YouTube channel um, by the name of Astro, Astro Vibe Astrology, right? That's right. Okay. So, um, so instead of me giving you a little tidbit, we're going to give it to the expert because I, I figured why not she's here. <laughs> no, no, that's not what you figured. You figured that you've been dropping the ball for the last time. Uh, that, You've been slacking, so we need you know a Nico to jump in. You know, so you know, so then let's do the, do the tidbit at the end. That way I can get all into it because it's, it's the one that nobody wants to really hear right now. Okay. <laughs> all right, tidbit at the end. This is new. I like that. This is fresh. <laughs> I tingled a little bit. Oh, my God. Shit. Shit. Let me Cool. All right, cool. So we're here. We're going to say the tidbits for the end. Since we got the expert in, Amanda been slacking. She ain't been drinking her, she ain't been drinking her moon juice. So uh, we're going to go straight into Red Book. We're going to go straight into the Red Book. Oh, all right. All right. Uh, so the only feedback we have about Red Book is... Um, Raven's drunken sweaty shenanigans were a hit last episode and <laughs> really got a good laugh out of it. So thank you, Raven, for getting drunk and sweating your titties off. Thank you. I'm gonna tell you like this, it's beer tonight for that reason alone. Because uh I was watching myself, watch myself, watch myself that episode, and uh yeah, gotta slow down a little bit. That incredible hope, boy. That's a mean green motherfucker boy, I'm trying to tell you. So uh, you you were embarrassed by yourself? Oh whoa whoa! Don't put words in my mouth. I didn't say embarrassed because I, I still look good. You know what I'm saying? I I didn't make the sweat off of myself, but you know I wasn't embarrassed. But I should have I should have paced myself. I was I was in a race, not a marathon last week. But uh, whew, you know we're gonna take it slow tonight. You know, uh, yeah, we're gonna have a good time. Topic topic is uh something that is. <laughs> near and dear to me because uh i partook you know i partook you know uh, i think everybody here uh, excuse me i assume that everyone here has partake in you know uh blurred those lines you know what lines oh the lines of interracial day in that's what we uh discussing like interracial day in uh interracial frolicking uh interracial interactions uh, that's, that's that's the type of topic we on tonight. That's the type of time we on. Um, black, white, white, Asian, Asian, Malaysian, Blasian, Hispanic. You know we getting into it, so let's do it. Let's so, do yeah, it, man. I assume that all of us. Well, maybe. Uh, I mean, I I will first explain, like, because here's the thing. I know. Uh, I don't know if people know. I'm half white and half Mexican, <laughs> so. Um, that's what I'm mixed with, 
But I mean, obviously, everyone knows Sarah's white. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just wow, starting off hot. I'm pretty sure they all knew you was mixed with white. So I mean, hey. <laughs> oh. So, um, but I mean. You know, we have our perspectives, but I thought it would be pretty good to have uh, perspectives from other area, other people, too, and what their experiences are. I was hoping that Rashad would have been on here, but he bowed out. I think he did it on purpose based on previous episodes and talking about interracial dating. So suddenly he's sick and got a sore throat. Look at his topic. He was out there interracial dating and, uh, you know, got the coffees. Exactly. But From that Russian. Part of the game. Hey, hey we're not going to talk about my boy, his absence. Hey, man. Hey, man. Okay. So, man. okay. So, uh, so, let me see. So, the first question I had was Do you date or have you dated outside of your race? Yes. yes. All of us. Yep. Yeah. yeah. We have. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. So, have any of you actually, outside of dating somebody and you know having sex with them, have you actually been in a relationship with somebody outside your race? Because some people don't go that far. Yes. Yes. Yep. 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 Um, I think because Rashad didn't come, I was going to ask him, "Well, why haven't you?" <laughs> and that sucks because I, I wanted to ask him that. He was ready for that question. <laughs> Yes, because I know for a fact. That's so, why I'm like, Ugh. So, you know, one thing to follow up behind that is, do you, uh, you know, because it's common, it, they go hand in hand sometimes, is do you date inside of your race? Because, uh, you know, I know some, I know some, I got some white homeboys, I know some white homegirls, they don't mess with white people. I mean, they just don't date them, they don't find them sexually attractive. So, uh, do y'all date inside of your race? Like, that's a good question. That is a good question. It's a fair point, too. Like, I mean, I, I, I asked it. <laughs> really? I mean, um, I mean, I'll be honest. <laughs> as someone, I don't. I've never dated white or Mexican. I haven't. I think I, mine, I've always dated black men, and I've had a few, like, uh, two Puerto Ricans, and maybe like they were mixed black and Puerto Rican. Okay. Sarah? Um, I've never dated any white man. I've encountered white men, and I did not like them. Right. Nico, are you, are you all black? <laughs> uh, you could say that. I'm black and Pakistani, but yes, okay. I'm, a, I'm a black person. And yes, I have dated uh, black men and women. Okay, that's what's up. I, I I wonder why I got a reverb coming from somebody, but um, I wonder. I find it more in women, like especially white women. I find a lot of white women that don't date white men, and um, yeah, I don't really see the same in like white men, um, which is interesting to me because a lot of white men that I know date black women white women, whatever woman. But then I, I know a good fair share of white women that just don't mess with white men at all. I find that very common. Um, is that like a, is that a, I wonder why that's a thing. Do y'all think that's a thing? Is that a thing? Um, I mean, I know some of like, I have some friends who dated black and then went back to white. So I've seen them go back, yeah. When they were younger, they dated, you know, outside of the race and went back to and ended up marrying a white man. I've seen that happen a lot. I think it's culturally, too. You know, it's it depends on where that person's from. So people that I know that are from the Bay Area in California that grew up in the hood, they were exposed to more people who were black versus people who were white. And then there's people who are in other areas that don't have as much exposure to black people who will naturally date their own race i think that's yeah that's the case because i'll be real i grew up out on the west coast and that's a lot of it i was around 
you know, I was in the hood. I was around more black people, brown people than I was the white. Sarah? I grew up in the what suburbs? Yes. <laughs> the suburbs, the suburbs out suburbs. here, in Texas. Um, no, like uh, the schools I went to were predominantly white. There, it was a very small percentage of black and Hispanic people, but I did not ever was not attracted to any of the white people, white men. Um, at my school, I don't know why, but I, I just found black culture to be very different and I liked it. Um, so, but I've always had like an attraction to black men. So, okay. Number two. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's interesting. I think is, I think, I think your surroundings have something to do with it. I grew up in the country where, uh, well, I grew up in North Carolina, which is, is, is pretty country to me after being in D.C. for a while. I know it gets more countryer than North Carolina, but even then, like, there was always that connotation with white girls. Like, you know, if you're going you to play that card, then uh, be prepared with what comes with it. You know what I'm saying? Make sure they parents straight, you know, make sure they ain't the definitely make sure they ain't the sheriff's daughter. Make sure that ain't, ain't, ain't DA's daughter, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, and, you know, you think about it, like, come on, it, ain't, it can't really still be like that. But I remember back in the day, some of the fellas tried that, that sheriff's daughter, and it ain't, it ain't too well for them. It ain't, I know a lot of niggas that got charges that didn't really do nothing wrong, you know, if you catch my drift. So, uh, but, uh, but at, at another thing I noticed is like, uh, it was kind of, I don't want to say we fetishized like white girls, but they were the ones that were openly freaky for other than, than, than the other women. You know, it was white girls that was giving it up. You know what I'm saying? It was, they were slanging it and it became, it was going around. Like they, those are the ones you heard about. Not to say that other girls won't, but them was the ones you heard about. So it happens with women. So white men also fetishize black women the same way because of culture. And in my experience dating uh, a white male, um, one of the kind of things that were, I would say were a negative aspect of that was making sure that he had an understanding of black culture, right? You can love whoever you want to love, but like you said, how is their family? Like, if there's something that's coming up, like something as small as voting, right? If it affects me as your partner, it should naturally affect you. And I think that we are not in a place yet where people understand that when you're interracially dating, whether it's black or whatever race, you need to have a clear understanding of their culture, especially for us who are black. Yeah. That means you have to have an understanding of the struggles of our culture, too, and not just say, oh, yeah, I know about it, but I don't see color. No, you have to know about it, understand it, and come from a place of feeling, you know, about Black culture. And I think that's what kind of throws people off about, especially Black people dating outside of their race, is because they probably had experiences with, like, friends, because those are relationships, too, right? Yeah. Who don't really understand what it is to be Black. Right. Or what it means to be black, or whatever it is that your you know your race is. Yeah. Yeah. So in my experience, it was very challenging to get the, the understanding of black is not just what I am; it's who I am. Yeah. 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 Um. That that can become. I mean, that's broken up a lot of interracial relationships, yeah. and even not just depending all on black and white. I mean, uh. Man, I know Any we talk culture. about race, but it, it reaches it reaches culture, whether it be color wise, religion wise. That's just like mm-hmm. uh, Muslim women dating uh, Christian men, and vice versa. I mean, those pitfalls. You have to understand somebody's culture. You got to be willing to uh, step outside of yourself for the person that you with. Um, and everybody ain't really built ain't, ain't built for that for real. You got to really love that person to want to place yourself in their shoes. And I think a lot of people want the connectiveness 
they want the sex aspect, they want the companionship, but they don't want the kind of pain or struggles or have to really dig in deep to understand that you may not have experienced this, but because you're with me, that this is an experience, right? So it can go all over the ways. <laughs> yeah, it can. Yeah, that conversation can go forever. Forever. But yeah. I mean, I know personally, I was married to somebody and with them for 10 years. I was uh, in heavily, like, in understanding his background, his family, everybody. And I I can say that, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say I understand as if I am you know, black or anything, but I feel like I've placed myself enough to in that place, not only for him, but also for the children that we, we created, because at the end of the day, my children are black. So I had to step into a certain place as a, a person that, you know, now I'm the minority in my home and I have to understand <laughs> what, you know, what, how Do you understanding change though, right? See yeah. how your your understanding changed when you have children who are black, right? That's that missing piece from interracial relationships is until you can experience it some way that's personal to you, a lot of people don't don't understand it, right? So you having kids who are black, now you're like, oh, okay. So now you can have those those, those fears of being a mother of, of black children or you know just the circumstances in the world that they're going out into that's that that missing i guess bit of empathy that people don't usually bring into relationships when it comes to dating interracially unless they're in long-term relationships that have yeah, I want, wait wait i want to backtrack to your marriage have you ever been placed in the predicament where you had to um where you had to look at that where you had to look at the situation cues as being the person beside a black man, like, have you ever been pulled over oh, and yeah. driving, or been yeah. pulled over and you was driving, oh. and he caught the he caught the flack of the driving, like, yep, all you know, of it. Like, and I was also the one that called people out on it. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I, I wanted to make sure I'm not making him uncomfortable, but also and and create a situation worse than it needs to be, but also call right. people out on it because I've had situations. I actually had a conversation with Sarah. The other day how um there was one incident we were at a football game for my oldest son when he was 16 years old and it was a playoff game and we're out in the stands me and my husband at the time because we're still together then cheering him on and and we're with the team parents for my son in the school he attends and we're playing against a team that is predominantly black out of the houston area and they came out with um, every time they made a touchdown, because they were winning against us, <laughs> they would play. They had part of their whatever it was with their mascot. They would they had a siren that they would ring every time they made a touchdown. Well, one of the parents behind us made the remark, "Oh, they must be used to hearing those things." Oh, oh, and I, oh. and that's when the game would have been over. And oh, I turned I around and I said, "Excuse oh. me." Would hold the stands down at the game. My oh goodness. boy, it would be my and last. And I said, "Excuse me," and I turn around with my son's big ass head because I had one of those fat heads with my black son's face on it. And I said, "Excuse me," and he goes, "I said you didn't realize that's racist as fuck." And he's like, and then all the other white parents moved away from the two guys because they were obviously drinking and shit. And they, they all were like, uh, "And my Don't my husband was like, like my husband was like." Do you got a problem? And and then they were like, uh, and they moved up like seats away from us because they realized what the fuck they said. They don't want confrontation, but and, yeah, they don't want confrontation for little things like that. That right. that part, and that's, that's why I tell people all the time that racism isn't so blatant to what you think it is. Microaggressive racism. Yeah. Microaggressive racism, and it happens in relationships too. It starts yeah. off with yes. with little jokes or little things like that, and then after a while, you realize, okay, this might be this the way this person really feels. Yes, you know what I mean? yes, and you pay attention to those things because I listen to it all the time, whether it's 
whether it's my partner or it's the people that they're related to and they make little remarks, because don't think that I haven't heard remarks about being the snow bunny. You barely a snow bunny. But no, but I've yeah. heard that in the past. I, I've been called that. People have about white women that get involved with black men because that, that irks my nerves as somebody that won. I don't even, I mean, yes, I'm white, but I'm also Mexican. So I represent that more fully. But the thing is, is I'm not one of those women that it's what you call fetish. Like I'm not a fetish. Well, Amanda, to be fair though, from the coming from a black woman, yeah, the average black person, if they look at you, they're going to normally assume that you're black. Okay. So that's different from those who they know are not black. Right. So yeah. we're not going to, unless you tell us, you know, we would automatically assume that you're black. Oh, no, and I would assume that. And I've known you for 23 years. So we wait, have wait, it's wait, a little different. Wait, wait. You think I, I, people assume I'm black? No, man, you know this because we yes. went out to eat. And you remember what that guy? I would have thought, I mean, I, I wouldn't just, I wouldn't think that you were a white girl. Like, yeah, she thickums too, so you know. We're yeah, going to be like, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like, you know. It's like, so when you wear your hair curly, when you yeah. got your hair in curls. I mean, like you could, you could pass before, I mean, you're, you're Latina, you could pass before Latina, but it's like, if you're going to be mixed with something, it's like, okay, well, maybe she mixed with like a light skin, maybe her dad light skin, and her mom Mexican. Well, like that's what happened. What two weeks ago? The guy she, yeah. the the guy she's talking to. He when we met at the restaurant, he looked at me and he said, because he had, I asked him how old he was, and then he thought that he was older than all yeah. of us. I said, no, honey. I said, I'm I'm four years older than you. I'm forty two. And he goes, Oh shit! He's like, Yeah, black don't crack. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, I mean, when you tell somebody your full name, it's like, oh shit, this girl white. You know, when you tell somebody your full name, yeah, you spend more than when you spend more than like an hour around you, you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I you mean, know, but I'm thinking back folk, to but, the know. early two thousands when I probably looked way more whiter than because I was paler back then. I wasn't going out. I, 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 I feel like I, a lot of people back then thought I was white. White. I don't know, because you, you used to wear your hair in cornrows as a child, and you show me pictures. Mm -hmm. See? <laughs> so, dang, yeah. I'm telling you, they was like, that's a Puerto Rican. That's what they were saying. Uh, that's some of that chimichanga. <laughs> well, I guess. I, I don't know. I guess I did it. I thought this whole time, so... It's here. You know what it is, though, because when I'm around white people, they are they assume I'm white. I didn't. You're different. But you white though, sir. You white white. White people, they think First I'm all. white, and then they say they'll say crazy stuff. That's when I hear them say they're racist stuff because they feel comfortable, yes. and it's like you don't even know you don't even know who you're talking to. You don't even know who I am, and that's it's just, there's an arrogance to it. Yes. And it's disgusting, but you know, it's needed because then you get to know who people are. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I wish, I wish, I wish racists could just be racist. Like, right, just now, out in the now, open. Like, yeah, like, like now, now, an uh, open racist, they persecuted at every corner publicly, but they still be getting that slap on the, on the butt, that big up and closed doors. Like, know you know what I'm saying? So now it's like, oh, you can't be racist. This is 2023. But then I'm like, hey. No. Fuck. Plenty of them still walk fuck around and existing and you hear it in the little things mm -hmm. they say. It's so, it depends. Like you said, minute. You could you just pay attention to it. But see, and those they have micro, public platforms those too, which is even more damaging to, especially to the youth, is that back they didn't, they weren't on YouTube watching people be racist. They weren't on TikTok watching people be racist. You know, now it's like in your face all the time, everywhere, and it's it's literally our daily lives. I don't think I can scroll through my TikTok one day without coming across a video of somebody saying something that's racist, and then I just wait for the next six hours for the apology, right? Because they yeah, they okay. love to do that too. So got, oh yeah, real yeah. quick. <laughs> got, you got to change your TikTok. You know what happens when it damages your money? 
you got you got to change your TikTok feed because I don't I don't have no racism. <laughs> well, that's that is my TikTok feed. That's what I do on there. Is I talk about different types of situations, political situations. Racism is one of them. Social justice, and there's always somebody who is working with people, the BIPOC community, or they're selling things to the BIPOC community. But they're those right. are the ones that are going on. The- saying racist stuff you know what i mean so yeah. i need to know who not to support who dog that's amanda's dog amanda always got an animal in the background just going off this is the cat last episode and now the dog going off this is a neglectful pet on over she calls him no she calls him black dog <laughs> That's racist. I mean, that's no, racist. No. <laughs> what does she get oh, in? The, the, the dog, the dog is black. But. It is black, but she. <laughs> but, but no, like I, I don't know the micro. They out here outing you. See, you can. Yeah, you can, what did they say about my dog? You call it black dog. I didn't know that. It is black dog. But it has a name though. Yeah, yeah we call it Gumbo, black dog, black dog. So you reduce the dog to his color he's and it's got like five, six names. And he nah, I, don't, I don't like black dog. I don't like that. But he's technically a black dog. Yeah, but don't reduce him to what he is. Reduce him to who he's trying to be. Who is he trying to be? He's he's trying to live up to his name. Gumbo. He's trying to be saucy, hot and saucy and southern. Like, like, come on, man. Like, come on, man. That justice for gumbo. Like you, okay. but no. Nah. That's gonna be my new post. Just yeah, like, but no. Nah, so the thing with microaggressions is that you can you can stash them very comfortably behind stereotyping, yep. and stereotyping is a little more acceptable than blatant racism. So like, people people hide those microaggressions behind another title. Like I want my races, I want my races served hot. Like I tell people all the time when I was in the army. Um, I was beside this racist. He was blatantly racist. And he told me, he told everybody straight up. He's like, yo, I'm going to tell you like this. I don't fucking like no black people. You know what I'm saying? That ain't what he said. That ain't what he wanted to say. And he just said straight up, he said, I don't like you motherfuckers. He said, I don't want to go have no drink with you. I don't want to eat beside you. None of that. But we, when we in this uniform, we fighting together. He said, so on that field, we brothers. But I don't like you motherfuckers. We'll never go to church together. He said, y'all ain't never coming over my house. And when he said that shit, you know what I'm saying? I had the utmost respect for his honest. racist ass. You know what I'm saying? Because he had the balls enough to say what he felt. And that's how he felt. It wasn't personal. It was just, you know, if you hate me because of the color of my skin, that's fine. Just let me know so I know how, how, so I really know what to expect from you. But at the same time, like, you still a racist. You still a racist, you know what I'm saying? But I appreciate you. I pre- you, got, you, got, you got a little notch above that closet racist that, you know what I'm saying, that I got to worry about. Like, and that was the most, that might have been the most blatantly racist dude I ever met. And everybody black accepted that. Well, I mean, what can you do? We gotta, we gotta work this motherfucker. Like, I mean, thank you for telling us. He ain't never dropped the N bomb. He ain't never disrespect nobody. None of that. But he said straight up, man, when he was in his little circle of white folks and black people walked up, he left. He left. Didn't want nothing to do with nobody black outside of that shooting range combatives and on the field that's all he that's the only thing he wanted to do with us but other than that he's like no nah, i don't like no black people ain't, he's it ain't nothing against you you seem like a cool person but fuck no black people like i'm gonna tell you a story back when i was out there hot throwing that ass in the circle okay mm. i used to i used to be a dancer and i was a dancer in las vegas for mm. many years and <laughs> This was the first time I had ever had a racist encounter specifically towards me, right? Obviously, I told you I came from Cali. When I grew up, I didn't have exposure to that. Like, I, you hear about it. I grew up with older grandparents, so they told me all their horror stories, but I never experienced it. But as a dancer one day, I had an older gentleman, older white gentleman come in, and he just followed me around the whole damn night. I'm like, what is wrong with this guy? Like, this is some weird shit. So I finally ended up talking to him. And he was just amazed. He said, where he's from, down south, he's never gotten to experience Black women that close to him or see them in, like, you know what I mean? In any type of personal sense. And when I tell you, he gave me the most money I ever had. But (laughs) he just kept saying, you're really beautiful for a Black person. 
and to, obviously that's that's offensive to me right, but right. i understood coming from someone who never had exposure to black women before he mm -hmm. just thought wow i've never seen these girls before and he was happy but you know i know you will probably go home and it'll get back to that same racist cycle but when he was in vegas he definitely was like you wouldn't even understand we there's no black people in my town when i can only see people outside of white people when he travels for work and yep. that's that was his exposure so he lived his whole life in, in that shell people be like that wow it'd be like that and we think now okay well it's in the back then that was the mid-2000s or whatever even in, still in 2023 there's people who've never even gotten on a plane or left yeah. their hometowns right yeah. they're just socializing with people over the internet they've probably never even had any type of physical activity with people of other cultures never never went to school never had to share a gym class none of that you know what none like that. that's my brother my brother he has always been the kind of guy like they did not like the fact that I dated black men. And he also, I don't understand what, what his fascination was with the rebel flag or the Confederate flag. And he had that and he, he just, I don't know where it came from because we were raised in the same household. So I don't know where he got these thoughts. Unless it was just other people he was around. But mind you, he's five years older than me. And the weird thing is that I found out when him and his uh, ex-wife separated like a year ago, he told me during Christmas time that he was dating a black woman out of Dallas. And I'm like, who? You? Yeah. It don't shock you. People change. I'll tell you, I'll tell you one so thing. different now. Like, something did change in my brother. I'm like, what happened? He grew he, up. I, I, tell I you was one the thing. first one to have black children in the family. And <sighs> my stepdad did not like it either. Because let's be real. My stepdad is from here, down here in Texas. His real a, redneck. He was, his, fam, his, his dad was hella racist, too. The thing is, is he wasn't, it's not that he had, he said it. I don't have a problem with black people, but I don't think we should mix. That's what his thought was. But then I had my oldest son, Aries, and that changed his view on a lot of it. He well, just I, don't, I, I don't think we should have mixed back in the day. I think we're too far gone now. But, um, you know what I'm saying? I think that I don't think we should have mixed back in the day, but not because no. of It's just because the cultures was different. Yeah. Um, it's just the the vision, the vision, the vision's different. You know what I'm saying? Like white men back, like when we first when we first segregated, the white culture didn't have a vision for black people in the white culture, yeah. and black people have been so used to being marginalized, mar to being marginalized. We didn't have a vision of being included with white yeah. culture. And even still, like, look how many years it's been, and, and some things it's, it's the first black woman that's ever done this, or the first black man that's ever did it. You still have first going on now, or second going on now, like after all these years, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So like, um, I don't think I don't think we should have missed that. It's too far gone now, but um, you know, there's another saying? side to that though, and the other side to that was obviously back then we people of color were losing their lives just simply for talking and speaking to people. Right. right. However, there's something to be proud about during that time. And that thing is the couples, whether it was a white man or a black woman or vice versa, the ones who really loved each other and said, no, we're going to change this so we can get to where we are today in 2023. They had to go through hell and back. That was going to, to war that. for that. Exactly. That was internal warfare and warfare socially too you know what i mean yeah. so because they had kids and they kids right. got it in school both like, families have that had that issue but yeah. had they not done that and took the risk of doing it and saying to hell with the rest of y'all we wouldn't be where we are today to make decisions like these things are not right we would yeah. still be in the place of well you guys have your section we have our section right yeah yeah i mean it, it makes sense but I mean, I, you know, I don't know. 
the, the crazy part the crazy part about the crazy part about the whole uh black and white thing is that we still just human we all want species but you know it, when, when you take a look at it, it when you reduce it to what we are as you know animals on earth like the animal kingdom is the same way you know what i'm saying even when it comes to color like a cheetah without spots a a, a, a yellow zebra you know what i'm saying <laughs> It's the same way in the animal kingdom. Color still plays a part even then. So I, I don't know what I don't know what it is, man. I don't know I got what a question for y'all. What's that? Have any of you guys ever done your genealogy? I haven't done it yet. I'm scared. Okay. I'm scared. Why? Let me tell you something. If you do your genealogy, we're gonna jump into a little bit of history here. You're gonna have a lot of European in your bloodline, right? <laughs> So even though back then, we're talking about the 50s, the 60s, all that type of stuff, when we were going through that major division, nobody really stopped to think about the fact that the, we were already mixed to begin with. We were mixed when we were after we were brought here. So me, yeah. I have European genes, okay? Yeah. And I'm a black woman. So when you say that we shouldn't have mixed and mingled, we was already mixed and mingled. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, we've already been there. Exactly. You know, and that's so, I think that they don't like that either, right? So yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's it. It's Go ahead. What's the thought? Because I see it. It's brewing. It's a, it's a tough topic. I don't know why. I don't know why it's envisioned as a stain to some people. Like, because <laughs> I mean, man, we we really just people. That's it. Okay. Like we we just people. But, but they didn't see us as people. Because when we were brought here, we were not people, we were products. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So that's when yeah. we talk about interracial dating and we talk about racism out in the field, right? Mm. This is all systemic. Mm -hmm. This is technically something that is in the bloodline of people in America. Because from the top down, we've always been seen as a product. So even now, through interracial dating, Date who you want, date who you love, but just make sure that you are not a product to that person. That part. So, okay. so, so, yeah, you're right. That's true. Because that's the thing is, I'm sitting here thinking about it, and I've been seeing it come up with relation to to those who are in relationships, and I've seen it specifically with black men who are dating white women. Okay, where they can't really be their authentic self. They're a version of they're wearing a masked version of be of a, of a black man so that they don't come across a certain way of what those stereotypes are put out there about black men. I don't know if that's what it is for black women who date white men, but I have seen that happen with black men who are dating outside of their race. I mean, in, in just one situation, when I went out a couple weekends ago and I met a guy out there at the bar and I listened to him, I sat and I observed and I watched how he interacted with all those white people and he had a white voice, his customer yeah. service voice. He straight <laughs> up code switch because the moment yeah. that I started talking to him in how I talk, because I'm relaxed and comfortable, do you know his regular voice came out? And I looked at him and said, you know, you don't have to do that. And he's like, what? I said, I, I listened to how you were talking to them. And he's like, and he just kind of smiled at me because he knew exactly what I was talking about. But he's see, there's black men who date white women who do this in the relationship the entire time. They're never their authentic self. And it, for me, that's so disheartening because you leave that relationship and you're never who you really should be. Because you're afraid of coming across a certain way or a stereotype that's been put out there, right? Well, it depends, though. It depends, though, because some black men talk white. Yeah, but he I'm talked not... differently to Amanda, though. Oh, excuse me, excuse me. I won't say, yeah, yeah, that's different. But, you know, I won't say talk white. I'll say they sound or they have more mannerisms of a traditional white person they or talk white man. Yes, there's yeah, nothing wrong with proper talking. I've well, all, heard white, all, all white men don't talk proper, you know what I'm saying? That's why no, I, I, I don't. That's why I don't like to say that's why I don't like to say talk white. 
Um, right. I, I don't, don't like when people use customer that. customer service voice. He did his customer service voice. Yeah. And I listened to it. But what I said is he did his customer service voice specifically with a specific demographic. Okay. But 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 maybe that was his real voice and he cold switched to talk to you because he thought you was a, a big booty black woman. No. Oh my God. And I both spoke to him. Huh? <laughs> How did he talk to Amanda? He was, Sarah, he was I know. Sarah, listen, Sarah, you remember how he was? I remember. He talked to me like he was like kind of like one of those like I don't I don't I'm, I don't know how to he say it. He kind of sounded like a California gator guy. It was, it was the weirdest yeah, thing. It was really weird. And then like later on, like I did hear him when Amanda and him were having a conversation behind me. Like I could hear and he was talking different to her. Because he thought that she was black. It, exactly. Oh, <laughs> that is probably what, what it was. But but so, I'm saying like I got I got a, I got a friend I got a homeboy you know what I'm saying. He, I mean, if you heard him on the phone, he sounded like quote unquote. I say quote unquote. He had a customer service voice, white guy voice. He had a chat. He sounded like Chad, but he act like Chad. The motherfucker <laughs> played Dungeons and Dragons, which is not only a, a white thing now, but back when I was growing up, that was a white boy. That was a nerd thing. That was a nerd thing. And it was a nerd thing. Nerd. Well, there weren't a lot of black nerds where I was from. You was either a gangster or you was country. But you was a nerd. <laughs> you was hanging out with the white folks. Like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm saying? It was it was something like that. But some of them guys be the, their sales. But sometimes they have to hide who they want to be or hide who they really are to fit in with black people. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it's the other way around, too, right? To, to, yeah. to Amanda's point... Definitely, That's definitely. how he was acting to that group. But in a in a relationship, and I have been in a relationship with a white male, he was very, very excited and intuitive, just love black culture. However, in the relationship dynamics, he wanted me to be not black. Okay. Mm. Mm. So, white women who do that to black people. I have. Because I'm not, I cannot be anything but myself. I'm not going to be inauthentic. And it was the, oh my God, I love your hair. I love your makeup. I love your style, that type of stuff. But can you talk like this? Or mm. can you wear these handbags? Or when we mm. go out here, like he wanted, he was basically trying to groom me yep. into being that perfect kind of split down the middle. And if you really are interested in somebody who's of a different race than you, you're supposed to accept and celebrate their differences and getting into interracial relationships. A lot of people that I know, especially the women, black women have that experience dating white guys. Most of them just don't complain or say anything about it because they're getting the things that they want. They're getting their bills paid. They're getting their bags. They're getting, you know what I mean? So in my experience, I was, he was trying to really buy me, into the person he wanted me to be. And the, unfortunately, that's a lot of the case. So you'll go black, on black online and you'll see black women who you know, like I know you from the hood. We grew up together. You know what I mean? And they are completely different because they're now in a relationship with a male that is outside of their race. So so, so now check this out though, but is that a white man thing or is that a man thing? Because I mean, men do that. Men do that. White, white, white I men don't... do that. Wait, 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 wait. White men do that to white women. Black men do that to black women. Like, isn't that just? I've never had a black name? man or or an Asian man. I have a son that's half Filipino, has the same name as Amanda's son, Aries. Um, never have I had anybody, any other cultures, do that. Man, I've seen it. I mean, that's just like taking. That's like taking. You got black men that go that take a girl from the hood. Okay, but yeah, you can't talk like that no more. Or you can't you can't show your ass no more. Not not you. you when I met you, you were showing your ass. Now you right? can't show your ass. I need you to wear this. Or I'm not or saying that it doesn't happen. What I'm saying is it's more common in interracial relationships, especially if that person's of a high, you know, a high uh, statue. I think it's just men. I think men just. Do I don't it. think it is because there are women who do it to men too, mm -hmm. and I it's because. Oh yeah, definitely. So they're so concerned with how everyone else is going to think or right. say and what they're going to say and to make that person fit in with so that that's they can cool. balance whatever. That's why they do that. Black I women do it to white men too. I think they, when they come to the cookout, 
Black yep. women are, are have already prepped and have already given the script to their their people that they're yep. dating that are outside of black culture. You know, they do it in the Mexican culture too. Listen, you're gonna need to learn a little bit of Spanish before you, you know what I mean? So it's not like I'm not saying it's just white men, it's just dating interracially, period. That's that's something that's a hurdle you have to get through, right? Because depending on who you're dating, if they are not celebrating who you are, they're going to want you to be either more like them or more like whoever it is they want you to be presented as. And I do, I, I personally do feel like it is done heavy, more heavier in an interracial relationship than a regular. But then again, I haven't been personally, I haven't been in any other type of relationship. So I can't speak on that experience but i've watched like to me watching others who are like you know white a white person with a white person or a mexican with a mexican i don't see them go through that kind of stuff i think it's more of a dominance thing to me i I see i see i see tones of it in so many different uh relationships that i wouldn't i can't even reduce it to race i see it like all the time it's just like the scenario of a of a guy from the hood and a girl who only went to college like, yeah, I'm gonna need you to learn how to shoot this Glock. I'm gonna need you to put this gun in your name. Like, I'm gonna need you to understand. Okay, so now like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, to me, it's like, to me, it's more of a dominance thing. A very like, naive I'm gonna you, person. I'm gonna make you do what I want for. you to do. Like, I need you to do this. Like, <laughs> if you're listening, do not do not. that. Like, Don't put your Glocks in your name. Memories. I mean, no, I'm, just, no. I'm just saying, like, I mean... Wait, like, Sarah, did you just get triggered by that? If you go, if you go <laughs> to the cookout, like, I need back to... to, like, a time where I, like, I put a, a freaking, uh, I, I sold a gun in a pawn shop under my name. Oh, my I mean, God! Yeah, like, yeah, I never knew that! I'm not triggering her like that. Like, I need you, I need you, you know, hey... I don't know. I need you to learn how to play spades before we go over here. Oh, you don't smoke weed? Well, I need you to I'm learn not going to lie. You need to, you need to learn how to play spades, period. <laughs> <laughs> That's my only one. Oh, I'm guilty because you're going to need to learn how to play some spades. All right, somebody <laughs> needs to teach me because I, I don't know how to play. I, I got you, girl. <laughs> Sarah, thank you. Keep out of the chat. What's the next question you got, Amanda? Um, um, okay. Wait, oh. wait, rewind. Huh? Raven, you ain't about to kick me out the chat. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I'm the one, not the two. I'm the one, not the two. Uh, okay. The biggest question was: Do you all think that dating interracially is a preference or a fetish for people? Depends on the person. Both. Depends on the person. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it really does depend on the person, and the only person I know that's not here is, I think, a fetish person. <laughs> I yeah, think, but I, I, agree. Agree. I, I agree. He kind of admitted it. I think it's. I think it can be both, though. I think it can be. I think it can be a preference and a fetish because, uh, I mean, even now, like, if I hit the group chat, I'm like, bro, you know, I'm black. I meet a black girl. I see the picture, like, bro, I met this bad little thing. You know what I'm saying? Boom. But if I meet this bad Mexican, then I'm like, bro, I met this bad little Mexican, John, or I met this. Bella Asian John, you know what I'm saying? You gotta it, it prefaces not just because she's pretty, but bruh, she's pretty and she Asian. Like, let me show you this one time, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it and it's and it's very, very back of the mind, like, oh, it's not because she's Asian, I think she's pretty, but it's not because she's Asian that I want to fuck her. But she But isn't. it sounds lightweight chauvinistic though, right? Yeah, I mean, that's I you're saying, oh, she's pretty and she's be, this. No, she's just pretty because she's human, right? Yeah, she's, she's pretty because she's pretty, but 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 she but she but she Malaysian too. You know what I'm saying? Like like so anyways, it's like 50 like 50. Like, yeah, yeah. Right? That's a I think it's two halves. And I would say this: if you're dating someone and this is the first time they've dated a person outside their race, it it it's the fetish will probably dip a little bit more over that 50 percent because they've never had that experience before and it could just be curiosity and it could just genuinely be like maybe they didn't have an opportunity but if you're dating someone who consistently dates interracially i think it's a little less about fetish and more about preference Mm -hmm. yeah 
And mm-hmm. I think that's where some people get caught up in it. Because I was sitting there wondering, like, are we still dealing with issues related to interracial dating now compared to, like, 20 years ago? Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, but not, 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 as, not in the same manner. But it's yeah, very it's just, subtle. It's still it's, a thing. Yeah. I just feel like the topic's coming up even more, mainly because what I've been seeing, I've seen a few months back, is the topic of... Um, those who were uh who are black children that had white mothers and how they feel like they weren't taught certain things growing up as a black child and so the question you know has been coming up can uh you know do you think a a white person can raise i guess a a pro-black child to really understand their culture i think think they they can can. i think it's their responsibility it is definitely their responsibility, but I've noticed a lot of them, one, don't learn how to do hair or how to yeah. take care of their hair. And but they don't have to. They can they can take their children to somewhere yeah. who to get them cultured. I think what a lot of people don't realize when it comes to having mixed children is if you are let's say a white mom and you've never been a part of black culture outside of your kids. That could be very uncomfortable, right? To go, who I ain't seen a single white mom that wants to sit in a barber shop with a whole bunch of black dudes getting their kids' haircut. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's social things that are Let's might be uncomfortable that. for them, but it's still their it's still their responsibility to get it done the way they're supposed to and to teach their children. And they skip past that teaching part because it's uncomfortable for them, and that is a selfish thing. As a parent, that is very valid because I can say back in the day with Aries, yes, I would have been, I was uncomfortable to go to a shop with him like that. So I took him to different I'm still until, uncomfortable now. <laughs> yeah. I, and, until I got used to it with, I think it was right when I met my um, ex-husband because he cut hair, you know? So then he. Oh, was, you went to the barber shop for a little. For okay. A little day, huh? I never went. No. <laughs> you know exactly when she went to the barber shop. Yeah, she went to the barber to get that cut, cut. Whatever. <laughs> get that cut, cut. <laughs> but yeah, I, but I sit there and think about it because I had a daughter, so. You know, most did not learn how to do our daughter's hair and learning the hair types and how how to style and take care of it properly, which is even more work than just going and getting your son's haircut, you know? But, but you know, that that comes from playing from the unbalanced field of what it should have been in the first place. Because, like, you ain't supposed to be taking your son to get his haircut anyway. His dad is. But as a single mom, which, which is not what was intended, you could probably find yourself in a different place. It's the same thing like a, like a single father. Mother might have ran off. Mother might have passed away during birth. And now that man find himself in a salon. Now he getting pedicures and manicures right beside his daughter. That's an uncomfortable feeling. But it's it's like like uh like uh like like Nico was saying, like it's something that you should, you know, you gotta you gotta boss up and do that because you can't just send that 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 little girl off with her auntie every time she wanna get her hair done in the salon and you a single father. Like you need to be comfortable going to the salon. You need to be comfortable going to the nail shop. But um, but those are planned on on a field that really wasn't the initial structure. Um, but but yeah yeah. Um, either I, I way, yeah. Either way, these are things you need to think about when you think about interracially dating. Yeah. You need to think about the family structure as well, right? So I'm not talking about. The, the mom and the dad situation. I'm talking about grandparents. There's a lot of mixed race children who's never even met their grandparents because they refuse to meet them because of their races, right? So you got to think about your family dynamics. Do you come from a family that is racist, regardless of what your race is, right? Are your kids, what is their experience going to be? You know what I mean? Right. And it, it may not mean that you shouldn't date interracially. It may just mean you shouldn't date that person. That makes sense, right? Yeah. So I personally thought about a lot of things before dating and still new shit came up, like just yeah. new experiences. So I think if I were to close on it, I would say if you're going to date interracially, you need to be very strong in who you are. You need to be very authentic in who you are. And you need to really have a grit and grime to you that you probably didn't have dating other people. 
because you're going to have to go the extra mile to make sure that your relationship is secure. And depending on what type it is, there could be insecurity within the relationship itself. Like you might have a husband that, or a boyfriend that is uncomfortable going to your house, your family's house or participating with, let's say you got a boyfriend and you have mixed race kids or you have black kids or whatever the case, you know, there's a whole bunch of levels of comfortability that people don't think about when they interracially date. I agree. Yeah. And I'm going to say, if I had to close it, if you don't want to be none of those, you better be two motherfuckers that don't give a fuck. Exactly. (laughs) You better be, Y'all better be solidified and don't give a fuck. Our family line starts from right here. There ain't no grandparents. Yeah, from right here. You know what I'm saying? If you don't care what your grandma think, if you don't care what your granddad think, and y'all right. both are secure in that, y'all better be 100% secure in that. Yeah, you got to be very strong because, and do it. Because, yeah, because y'all security, your security is going to also have to be put into your children because your children going to ask about their grandparents. They're going to know why their grandma don't come like everybody else's grandma come. You have to tell them, hey, you know, you have to keep it real with them. And there's a responsible conversation comes in, right? Yeah, yeah. You have to teach them about racism, which you should be teaching your kids anyway. Yep. 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 You better you better be secure. And you better have your own money, because I'm gonna tell you right now, if you dating somebody interracially and their parents or grandparents or they trust fund babies, you ain't (laughs) you ain't getting none of that. (laughs) Unless they unless they unless they pay you to leave because exactly. (laughs) They pay you to leave. They're like, you still in love. You you can come stay with you us. You can become live. a sneaky link. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember my first time bringing a white girl home. My mom looked at me. She said, "She said that's what you want." I'm like, "This is cool. I like her." She's like, "You like her?" I'm like, yeah. He's like, "You met her parents." I was like, we talked. That was pretty cool. Right, dang, it's the first date, mom. Shit. Uh, <laughs> where is it? No, no, it wasn't the first date. It's the first time I had the balls to bring her home to my oh. to my mama. You know what I'm saying? But she's like, all right, because I need to meet her parents. I was like, that's fine. They ready to meet you too. <laughs> that's and a good mama. Yeah, it went from there. You know, I said my pops didn't give a fuck. He was like, man, <laughs> shit, don't bring no babies home and don't bring the police home. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm bringing up babies home. I'm bringing up police home. You good? He was a he's a simple. My pops was a simple man. He's a simple man. He said, "Look, oh, shit." But yeah, shout out pops. Shout out. Pops. <laughs> Strong black fathers. Oh Strong black fathers. Well, I think we covered a lot on this, so I think that's it on this topic. Yeah, we will keep it short and sweet tonight. We're not gonna ramble. We might post some after some after clips. You know, some mm-hmm. behind the scenes. Well, I was going to let Nico do her astrology shit. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot oh, about you going to be talking about interracial relationships. <laughs> I got stretch for that. We get some real astrology. Yeah, stretch. Today. Because this is oh, something that you're not going to like. Stretch. Because <laughs> Amanda been slacking about two weeks. I had was full. Okay. I was going to well, replace Amanda. <laughs> so. The one thing in astrology right now that is probably the most important for everybody to really know is where Mercury is. And yes, you know, because you've heard about Mercury in retrograde and all that great stuff, which it's not in it right now, but it is in the sign of Taurus. And when it's in the sign of Taurus, this is where things really slow down. So if you're talking to somebody and they ain't text you back all quick and you're like, I wonder if they feel me right now, it's probably because Mercury's in Taurus. Um, This also is a good time to focus on your finances. So if you're tight on money or if you think you have money issues, you better keep a hold of your wallet. Okay. While Mercury's in Taurus. Now on the 21st of April though, Mercury is going to go retrograde. Okay. And that's not going to be fun. So we know how retrogrades work, right? Okay. That means that Mercury is going backwards versus forwards. So things are going to get topsy-turvy. This is where you're going to get a lot of disruptions, okay? especially with communications, technology, podcasts, video equipment, your cell phone, your TV, your car. Okay, Anything that could be disrupted will be disrupted. And it's going to be there for a good while. No, so... If you guys remember where you were at last year around uh, the beginning to, of October, however you was feeling in, that's oh, coming no. back around right now. 
So it was lit. It was it was lit for me. You know what? It depends on where you have Mercury in your chart. You know what I mean? (laughs) It depends on what house it's in. But for the general consensus, it's going to be back in that kind of crazy shit's flipping upside down. X is calling you again. They they spinning the block. All that stuff is going to start happening again after the 21st. So just go ahead and you better get some rest and relaxation. There was the ex that spent the block last October. You can't, you, whoever spent the block, they coming back. I tell she you what, that, mean, that sound like that sound like have a good full twenty I, and get ready to party to me. Look at I didn't have no exes come around back then. I I was actually dealing with a lot of stuff like losses at that time. So oh, no. that's another oh, thing too. They want that to spend the block. Yeah, any type of disruption. So what I would say is, if you're gonna make any type of plans, you better make them before the twenty first. If you're signing any contracts, do it before the 21st. If you're getting a house or a car, anything that is a major commitment, do it before the 21st. After that, it's not going to be a good time to do it. I'm going to move after the 21st. So it sounds like. No, I'm you can move after, but get all your stuff organized in and order. in place first. Yeah, anything you before sign. The 21st. Or you just want to live dangerously. That's what I, 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 I think I'm going to roll the dice this retrograde. He don't How long are we going to be in there? He said no planet's going to, no rock is going to tell him what to do with his how, life. How long are oh, we going to be in retrograde? Three weeks. Three weeks. Oh, that's it. Oh, no, so. Not all of them are no, like no, no. That. You got to take into consideration the pre-shadow and the whatever, the after yeah. effect. It takes, it, it'll be there for a little bit. We started pre-shadow on the 7th. Damn. And that's I, I like, we got a whole bunch of stuff. Like, I better turn up. Look, Mars is about to be in Cancer. So, this, oh. well, Mars is currently in Cancer. So, it's if you ain't having an emotional time right now, then just be happy that you're not. It'll be Cancer. there till May, but if you get to feel in some type of way, it's probably because you have Mars somewhere in your chart and it's in Cancer. Mm. Cancer is cancerous. Mm. <laughs> I'm a Cancer. You a Cancer? We are the most loving. <laughs> and we will cut you. Y'all be Cancers so do. emotional. Wait, the men are worse. The men are the worst. The men are terrible. The men. It's an, uh, the men are the worst. Dead ass. I've missed. Three cancers, and they're the worst. And if they got any type of Scorpio or Sagittarius in their charts with the so, cancer, like if my Mars is already in Cancer, like in my birth chart, so I'm gonna be extra. <laughs> you should be fine. No, you you'll be able to coast through. Okay, like me, okay. my son's in Cancer, so I ain't worried about Mars. I don't care. What okay, Mars is <laughs> so oh, well. you should be fine. Me? I don't know. My Mars is in Capricorn, so. Mm-hmm. That's where you be. That's why you feisty. <laughs> so listen, I be sticking up for her for her sign. Okay, who sign? I always for I stick up for Sagittarius all the Sagittarius. time because they're very oh, misunderstood. They are, but you know what's funny? Him and I, Raven and I, have the same big three. So we're Sagittarius, Sun, Scorpio, Moon, Cancer, Rising. And I've yeah, never same. met anybody else who has the same big three. You want to be like me so bad. One person. I've met one person that I worked with. Who are you? What you mean? Hey, Sarah. Hey, hey, number two. Listen. Number two. You be, you, you, you know, when you're supposed to chime in, you be crickets. But when you, when you're not supposed to talk, you just be, see, see, yo, your moon must be in, 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 in. It's in Libra. My moon's in Libra. Yeah. Disgusting. (laughs) So you should be good on the emotional scale of things. Okay. Now, because you up and down last week. Well, everybody's up and down. Right <laughs> Okay, so let me tell you something. So this is the one thing that I get all the time that drives me nuts. And I know I've heard, everybody in here has probably said it. Oh my God, I never date another this sign. Okay. But what people don't know is we transition through signs, every single one of us, all day long. You have several signs in your own chart. So when you say I'll never date another cancer, if you're a cancer moon, like, you know what I mean? We, we embody every single sign every day because we have ruling planets in separate houses. So you 
at 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., Amanda may have been more cancer than a Sagittarius. So don't ever say, I will never date another something because you are really just talking about yourself. I ain't never been more cancer than nothing. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I can't wait to find your information. No, he's he's all, he's shut got- your like, mouth. Shut, shut, shut. He's got a Capricorn stellium, girl. All sitting in that seventh house. Nice. I am a Cancer Sun, Taurus Moon, Leo rising, which is you're getting Leo right now. Leo, they aggressive. I like them. We are. Leo's aggressive. I'll admit it. They wrestle. They wrestle well. I'm not kidding. You go. Wait a minute. Welcome to spot number three. So you have now been nominated to Ravens number third spot. Okay. <laughs> this that was my last spot. I was just trying to fill my That's last it. one. You know, everything, everything's falling in. It must be the sun and the moon. Oh Thinking my god, the planets right. must have aligned. Well, I better get everything right before the 21st. <laughs> yeah. See, now you're listening. Yeah, I got nine days. Well, that's enough time for me. <laughs> shit. That's more time than Jesus had. I'm good to go. You ain't arrived. That's more time than Jesus had. Shit, I'm all set. Uh, yeah. You a whole mess. Can't beat it. Can't beat it. All right, let's close this thing out. All righty. Go ahead, close it out. Get to the bloopers. Um, all right, so we didn't we didn't have our astrology, we didn't have our red, but we didn't talked about our uh, interracial day. And uh, it's about time for the Lunar Solar Podcast to take this thing offline. We got to start sharing some of our offline moments because some of those things be epic. Do an episode of them. Huh? Do a whole episode of them. Yeah, yeah we right. need to do an episode of offline together, moments. Just random yeah. shit. Yeah, random shit. Especially when it just be... uh. Anyway, but yeah. Random uh, sticky notes. Been, yeah, random sticky notes. <laughs> uh, we appreciate y'all tuning in. We need you to uh, like share subscribe and we love the feedback please tell me my lips was ashy tell sarah her hair ain't as red as she think it is tell amanda <laughs> she is not black and uh tell nico welcome to the to the podcast we won't get on her neck just yet we and y'all know i like to get on people's Break necks it. we ain't get on nico neck tonight because she's new and rico not here but when she gonna get her turn you know what i'm saying she's gonna get her spin around the block <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna twist nico around and everything that uh, retrograde and retrograde, but uh, we appreciate y'all joining in. And uh, Luna Solar Podcast is getting ready to sign out. All right, we out of here, deuces.